Hi, this is Christine Nye, Horticultural Programs Manager from the Shedd Aquarium. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Clean beaches and They're not Robin and Marion. They're not even Robin and Batman, but they are a dynamic duo. Here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, we got the theme back. Uh, we're up and running. Um, can I turn up my own headset here? No, uh, it's on the other side. Okay. Oh, I got to go way over there? All right. That's the one thing I forgot to do ahead of time, because it's uh, it's I like it I like I like it so my ears bleed. Uh, no, that's not changing anything at all. Wait, wait, wait. I think that's it. Keep going. One, two. No, that's mine. Oh, that's your. <laughs> yeah, try, try <laughs> How do I know it? All right. Um, no, that's not doing anything. Okay. Ah, there we go. There we go. Okay, now we know which is your headset. Woo, okay. Woo-hoo. Hey, welcome, one and all. Good morning. To uh, real AM radio. You gotta love. Oh, wait, that ding didn't work very well. Okay, she, we got we got two dingers here, baby. Uh, very old school radio. I'm going to try not to to make all the same mistakes that Ron made in the first three hours. So, uh, But we <laughs> yeah, already have And he one. left his water bottle, and I he see. he left his water bottle. He's not get, <clears throat> lock the doors. Quick. Lock the doors. Uh, it's the Mike Novak Show. For those of you listening for the first time, I've been doing this a while, about uh, 20 years. In fact, this is my 20th anniversary season. Now that gets a ding. Thank you. I pre- a beer ding. Yes. We're going to consider yours the beer day okay. here. Um, and uh, uh, as I said, uh, it's it's been about 20 years in a bunch of places. Uh, the last one was Q4 Radio, and now we're at uh, WCGO 1590 AM, Chicago Smart Talk, and happy to be here. Uh, and uh, you're welcome to call us at 847-475-1590, 847-475-1590. Fifteen ninety. We'd love to take a phone call. We'd love to say hi uh, if you get a chance. However, as always, we have a jam-packed show. In fact, in fact, here's here's the deal for the first show. Uh, we've been promoting this for a couple of weeks, but um, we're not going to go on t- for two hours today, as promised. No. <laughs> no. Uh, it's just an hour today. So, uh, due to contractual difficulties, shall we say? They have to listen fast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, due to contractual difficulties or whatever, um, the show is only going to be an hour. So get it while you can. Uh, but next week, we have been promised we will be at the full strength, two hours, and jam-packed with guests. So we did a little uh, juggling here. We got some great people on the show today. Um, before we get to that, though, remind folks, we got to remind you that you can follow us on Facebook. Go to The Mike Novak Show. We want to hear from you there. At Mike Now on Twitter. And Annie Haven has already tweeted us. So, yes, tweet us on on uh, Twitter. I'm running yeah. the Twitter machine this morning. And you're sounding like uh, Stevie Nicks, right? Uh, Stevie Bacall. Stevie Bacall. Yes. Oh. That's a combination of Stevie Nicks and Lauren, Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall. Okay. This, I don't know what's going on with your... <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Annie says, sounding good in Southern California. Um, Mike Novak and crew hope all our garden friends tune in. Yeah, we're going to be hitting the little garden stuff today. Uh, also, as I mentioned on Ron Cowgill's show, Mighty House, K-A-M, Isaiah Israel, uh, is in the house. That means Steve, I'm Steve, Robert Neville. He's not, I'm thinking Stevie, Stevie <laughs> Neville. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got Carly Pearson from the uh, Faith in Place, Winter Farmer's Market Coordinator. Uh-huh, and uh, Bala Chaudhry 
Yep. Uh, who is also here today, and and every time I do it, and we'll we'll talk about how you pronounce her name because she gave me a, a a tip for that. It's like tawdry except Chaudry. Chaudry. Okay. I'll so keep there that you go. In mind. Or maybe it's Chaudry. All right. Now Bala. I got now it's I, Bala. It's Bala. Okay. It's Bala. She tell she'll she'll whack me when uh, when she comes in here, and uh, she's uh, from DePaul. An assistant professor in environmental science and studies in the College of Science and Health at DePaul. And we're going to talk a little soil because she's doing a presentation for KAM Isaiah Israel next week at their uh, MLK Food Justice and Sustainability Weekend. And last but not least, Rick DeMaio, meteorologist. Yes. Extraordinaire uh, is actually going to grace us. By showing up in person he's, at the studio, he's probably gearing up to drive his bike over here right now. Uh, I I hope he's not riding his bike out there. You know how cold it is out there. Everything in the car was frozen. Um, and uh, no, it's not sixty degrees out there. No, sixty What's, seconds. What, uh, Ben's yelling at me sixty, <laughs> and he's saying no, no, no. I know. Actually, uh, Rick, Rick's been monitoring all those big storms in the southeast. So. And I'm going to ask him. Whatever happened to Snowmageddon, huh? All these people were Yeah, where's the Snowmageddon? Yeah, huh? For Chicago, huh? So that's the Mike Novak Show. Uh, we hope you're listening. And if you are, if you're listening on the A&M radio or you're listening uh, via some other way, um, I hope you let us know. Give us a holler and say hi at our new home, which is 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk, the Mike Novak Show returns right after this. Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. If you live in the upper Midwest and you're already jonesing to plant stuff, you need to get your hands on a grow light from Happy Leaf LED. At 18 inches, it's small but mighty. You can start three conventionally sized flats of seeds in a roughly three by two foot area. You can even grow plants that flower and produce fruit. How does Happy Leaf do it? The light is tuned for all plant growth, including flowering plants. You name it, this USA-made LED light can grow it your indoor garden will be limited only by your imagination. It's already won the 2017 Direct Gardening Association Green Thumb Award. With the Happy Leaf LED, there's no reason you can't have your own delicious, fresh, leafy greens year-round, not to mention all of the herbs you need for any recipe. Find out more about the Happy Leaf LED light at happyleafled.com or call 815-414-2209. Happy Leaf, it's about the light. This is your talk, 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. That's a good choice. However, my (laughs) old show used to be on earlier. Yeah. I kind of like this idea of 10 a.m. I get rolling a lot later, and and Robert Neville is nodding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think I only hit snooze twice this morning. (laughs) I didn't hit it at all because... No, I, I, the cat woke me up, Uh. so there, I was like, okay, I'm up. All right, I'm up, I'm up. Uh, I want to thank some of our great sponsors before we roll forward, Uh, people who uh, followed us over and joined us. As we go to Chicago Smart Talk 1590 WCGO, uh, and you heard one of them just now, Happy Leaf 
LED. We're very excited in, in Bala and Robert. I'll have to tell you about Happy Leaf LED because it's an amazing light that they've put together for just over a hundred bucks. And not only does it start seeds, you can actually grow plants indoors with this. Um, it's ridiculously efficient. Uh, and uh, they've come with us here to uh, CGO, so we're really happy about that. Um, of course, uh, McHenry County College is is with us. Um, they're having um, a series of talks in February. Um, excuse me. You're sounding like me. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's it's in, contagious. No. Uh, and uh, it's about sustainability, and we're happy to have McHenry County College on board as well. Um, and Organic Roots. Tell me about Organic Roots, Peggy. Organic Roots is a an eco spa and salon right here in Skokie, and she does all organic hair care and vegan nails and uh, natural hair care. And I'm so happy to have them yeah. on the show as well. And that's that's from your bag of tricks because... You're the publisher of Natural Awakenings magazine. Tell folks a little bit about Natural Awakenings. Natural Awakenings is a monthly publication for the Chicago area for helping people make healthier choices about their health, about their kids, their pets, their gardens, and the environment. Uh, and we're getting uh, some tweets here. Uh, folks listening to the show, Lawrence Walters in Skokie says, Sounds great in Skokie. So thanks for the bell there. Uh, the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardeners love those guys. Go to thewisconsinvegetablegardener.com. They've got videos. They've got audios. Uh, they're starting a radio show this year. Yes. Up in Milwaukee. They get a ding. Uh, they get a ding for oh, that's the beer ding. That's the beer ding. Uh, right. He gets a beer ding. Uh, and uh, and Casey Tomato, who's been tweeting and Facebooking to us. Uh, he uh, yeah he did something earlier this morning. I I don't think uh, that guy ever sleeps. Uh, and uh, the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardeners say Rocket sounds great on the Simply Radio app. I was listening on TuneIn mm-hmm. this morning. Um, and it does say um, the uh, Gun Talk Radio on the TuneIn app. When I was, I, I went, uh oh, nope, nope, that's Mighty House. Okay, it just <laughs> nope, says nope. Gun Talk. I think they got a couple of we're, tweets about we, that. We got, yeah, we're getting, <laughs> we're still in the process of changing things over here. Uh, and Casey Tomato writes, sounds good. Just keep reminding me it isn't Sunday. A little dingy from uh, Casey. Give him. Okay, we'll remind you. It's not Sunday. It's Saturday. Hey, Casey. It's yeah. And and I'm very happy to be uh, doing a show on Saturday. This is this is way cool. Other, you are going to think that tomorrow's Monday. Um, no, I'm not. Okay. Because I'm going to be watching football, <laughs> so I won't think it's Monday at all. All right. So the so that's what we got going. Oh, of course, uh, Dr. Services is a proud sponsor. Um, uh, also, at Natural Awakenings, uh, which why. This is why I wanted to give you a plug. Thank for, you for your for your very own magazine. <laughs> uh, in the studio, we are very very pleased uh, to have a couple of folks who are involved in next week's MLK Food Justice and Sustainability Weekend at KAM Isaiah Israel in Hyde Park, and that's Robert Neville. And what uh, hat are you wearing these days? What's your official title these days? Because I know you've done all kinds of things for KAM. Farmer. Farmer, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still running the Food Justice Institute. So you, you run the Food no Justice No longer the president. Ah, uh, right. Well, you know, all presidents must leave, as we're finding out, unfortunately. Um, and uh, sitting on his right is Bala, and, and you probably heard us out there. Is it Chaudhry or Chaudhry? Chaudhry. Chaudhry, okay. Uh, and Bala, I met Bala at the Talking Farm in Skokie in, I believe it was, October? Was it October or September that we did that? I don't remember. I think it was September. It, it might have been. Because the other yeah. event was October. Right, and September. It, it was a um, soil workshop where folks come and they bring soil from their yard and they learn about what's in it. Uh, not everything, because you can, we only had an hour. Uh, but we learned a few things. Uh, you know, First of all, we did these tests on clumping the soil. And what does that show, Bala? Um, that helps understand the texture of the soil, so then you can figure out whether your soil is clay or sandy, and that gives you an indication of how well the soil is able to hold nutrients Mm -hmm. and also drain water. If it holds together well, it's going to be holding nutrients and water. Yeah, but you don't want it to hold together too much. But not so well, because then you've got clayey soil, 
and, and that could create all kinds of problems that'll hold too much water. Um, clay soil is nutrient rich. That's right. Except the problem is when there's no air in it, plants have a tough time. Right, and, and water and, can't penetrate. And, so it's kind of like the Goldilocks situation, right? You want the soil that's just right. Just right. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, and, and I think a lot of beginning gardeners don't understand the way soil is structured. And soil has basically four components. And one of them is air and one of them is water. So 25% air, 25% water, about 45, you know, give or take minerals, and 5% organic matter. But people, some people get their organic matter up to, you know, 10% or something. And um, I've heard somebody get 13%. That seems crazy. Uh, I don't know how you, maybe just, if it's just compost, but that's not soil. That's compost. So that's that's different. Right. Uh, and I hope I'm not getting too geeky for folks here right out, right out of the gate. <laughs> Uh, folks who are beginning gardeners, uh, but you, you need to learn these things because uh, it, it's going to help you grow. And Robert, you're a farmer on the south side at, uh, in Hyde Park uh, in the city of Chicago. Uh, you've learned those things over the years, haven't you? Yes, in, in, in large part through presentations and workshops by people like Bala who have come to, come to the MLK weekend or come to farm school and, and educated us. Yeah. What can you tell me about the... Uh, the soil at KAM. Well, it's we grow in naturally occurring soil, and Bal and I were talking about this out in the lobby. There is, there is probably a, a, a an unwarranted fear about about urban soil. It's not all bad. No. And so we grow in natural soil. We test it annually. <clears throat> it's healthy soil. We augment it. But you get lucky too because um, uh, my soil, as I mentioned before the top of the hour when I was on with Mighty House, I did a, a lead test about 10 years ago, and the levels were excessive. Yeah. Um, and it's because I have a 125-year-old home, frame, wood frame house, yeah, that was painted many times with lead paint. And in fact, I did a test in like four different spots in the yard, and one of them was right by the house, and that's where it was the highest, sure. because that's what I was trying to find out. Um, and this is what people need to know about. You need to know what was there before your house, how long, or how long has your house been there? Right. Uh, because that makes all the. And this applies in the suburbs, and in rural areas as well. What was there if it was just a farm field? Well, there were things that people put into farm fields in the soil. Bala, maybe you can address this too. Things like arsenic. Um, you know, so maybe you're finding high levels of arsenic because a hundred years ago a farmer put that in the soil. Is that a possibility? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be comfortable with saying That's fine. I don't know that. <laughs> you know, saying I don't know is a good thing. It's it's also, you know. I think, Mike, I think the important the important message is, though, to, if, if uncertain, then to test your soil and don't assume necessarily out of, uh, from the get-go that it's, that it's polluted. Uh, very simple ways to get it tested, and it's yeah. And it, that is the point. It's it, like if you don't know, do the science. It's like it, what I learned, and, and I knew this already. But uh, taking Bala's workshop in the fall, if you don't know what's in your soil, you test for it, uh, and not just for lead, for nitrogen, for phosphorus, for potassium, which the the big three NPK, which is what you see on the fertilizer bags. Um, I think it's also important to know that if you do have lead problems, like you said, close to your house, the it can vary a lot spatially in your yard. And so you might want to change the way you grow right next to your house, um, but a little further away from your house. You could, <laughs> like across the street? Uh, no, I mean, so if you're going to plant a raised bed then you could plan a raised bed in a location where you know you have contamination and the, the roots might not be penetrating that soil. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to grow directly in the soil, you might want to do that away from your home or away from any other structure like a garage or a shed. Mm -hmm. People should also understand that the lead in the soil from the house comes from the fact that it was a, a, a wood-sided house that had paint. Right. It was, right. was lead-based paint. Chicago is... Many of your listeners will know had a, had a had a terrible fire in what 1879. 71. 71. 71. And there yeah. have been no there have been no uh, uh, very few 
frame houses built after that in the city limits. Uh, and Is that true? I think that the code, if I'm not mistaken, uh, prohibited a certain amount of... I, I, I'll bet that was... Uh, mine, though, was built in the uh, 1880s. So some were built, because there's a whole... There was In the city limits at that time? I don't know if it was in the city limits, because it's Logan Square. So it might not have been in the city so, limits at that time. So if you live in a brick house, a brick-clad house, yeah. and that house has been there since the 1880s or 1890s, it's not likely yeah. you've got a lid issue. Well, that's, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, there, there are various reasons why you have contamination in your soil. And as you said uh, earlier, which makes the most sense, just get it tested, right. and then you will know. So getting back to the uh, – and we'll get to the, the – uh, food justice and sustainability weekend in just a second. Don't worry, Robert. We're getting we're 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 working our way to that. But um, I learned that my soil didn't clump as well as some mm-hmm. of the other people's soil that was that who were there. But I found out I had a lot more nitrogen in my soil than the other folks did. Some had like no nitrogen at all, and mine looked pretty good. But I also had phosphorus through the roof, mm-hmm. and I don't put fertilizers on my soil. I, I haven't used a fertilizer on my soil in years. Um, and I was trying to figure out where the phosphorus came from. Uh, and, and I guess it, any clues to that, Bala? What's that all about? Well, didn't we also talk about the location of your yard and where potential runoff might be coming into your yard from uh, other locations that use fertilizer? Um, we might have. I don't know that there's really much there there's a you know that's going to go running the neighbors maybe because theirs is so compacted all that runs off but mm-hmm. i don't think they put anything down on their soil either so it's kind of hard to know uh but anyway those are things you find out when when you do soil tests and and as we know now um nitrogen and, and phosphorus are runoff uh causes a number of problems um, uh, with our lakes and streams, and we have to be careful about what we have in the soil. So let us get to the K. And this is—is is this any of the stuff? What are you going to be talking about, uh, this Bala? This is nothing about nothing about what, about what you're going to be. So, so there we go. So we better start with an overview, and then we'll get to what you're actually going to talk about. Because you're going to talk about biology in the soil. I'm going right? to talk about biology. I'm going to talk about organisms and microbes in the soil, why they're important, and then what the everyday grower can do to try to cultivate those soil organisms. Because as we say on this show, Peggy, it's, it's the, the biology, biology. <laughs> stupid. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we just, that needs to be a drop-in. I think, the, think so. It's the biology, stupid. Um, and not that anybody who's gardening is stupid. It's just that you really need to pay attention to the biology. Um, well, yeah, I don't think anybody that's gardening is stupid, especially because <laughs> because I the, do the experts, you know, like us, we don't really even understand a lot of the interactions that are sure. going around that are happening microbially with with organisms. So, you know, a single teaspoon of soil contains more organisms than there are people on Earth. You know, it's think built- about that, folks, for a second. Just think about that. A single teaspoon of healthy soil. Of healthy soil, right. Yeah, because you can get really bad soil, and, and, and the population is lower. That's right. So healthy soil is living soil. Healthy soil is full of life. Mm-hmm. And that same teaspoon of soil uh, can contain tens of thousands of different species of fungi, of bacteria, of archaea, of animals, um, plant portions as well and you know all of those things in the soil all that biodiversity in the soil it's those are the the those are the guys that are providing soil services right we talk about soil ecosystem services like soil helps cycle nutrients soil is sequestering carbon for us soil is helping plants grow but it doesn't just do that magically (laughs) Yes, it does. It's all magic. <laughs> and it, then a miracle occurs. Right No, it's not. It's, it's the organisms. It's the living things that are doing those things and, for and, us. And I think we made a, 
a wrong turn about 150 years ago when we figured we could quantify everything you needed to grow, and it all and it was all NPK and some some other macronutrients. But we thought, well, if we just do the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, we can figure it all out, and we can make it. it's science. Right. But we forgot to take into account the biology. And now we're sort of backtracking and saying, oh, yeah, by the way, there's this thing called biology, stupid, that is also in the soil. And it's the interaction with these minerals and with these um, elements. But it's really hard. I mean, it's it's likely the most complex substrate on Earth. Yeah. Right. All right. So, well, well, let's yeah. get to that in a second, because and we have to talk about. K.A.M. Isaiah Israel and the Food Justice Weekend. It's the Mike Novak Show on WCGO 1590. Stick around. We will be back with Robert Neville and Bala Chaudhry right after this. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycled product containers, and use LED lighting? Walk into 21st century hair care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. One of the greatest challenges facing our world today is how to make our planet more sustainable. The Great Lakes Bioneer Speaker Series addresses this issue in three free talks on February 7th, 21st, and 28th at McHenry County College in Crystal Lake. Resiliency, citizen science, and environmental justice take center stage in this series of free talks sponsored by McHenry County College Sustainability Center. Leading off on February 7th is Dale Sands, Global Practice Director for CH2M, who will speak on resiliency, climate change, and communities on the edge. Climate change issues are already with us, and more are on the way. Mr. Sands looks at how effective planning can mitigate the damage to physical and social infrastructure as these changes take place. All events are at 7 p.m. Contact the MCC Sustainability Center at 815 815- Four seven nine seven seven six five, or visit mchenry.edu/green. This is your talk, fifteen ninety WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Bum, 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 bum. Well, I am. The Jeepster, but I'm a Jeepster for gardening and for horticulture and for the environment. Are you a Jeepster at all? Uh, I'm a Jeepster for cooking, gardening, the lake, the environment, and taking a nap. All right. <laughs> right after the show. After And, and reminding folks, uh, this is the Mike Novak Show uh, at our new home, 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. We're only on for an hour today, or on for only an hour today. Uh, just letting you know. Done at 11. Next week, I've been told, we get both hours. If not, well... We, we, we may come I, into I'm, your part of Mighty House. I'm burning down this new studio <laughs> that Ron Calgill put together. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Robert Neville from KAM Isaiah Israel is in the studio, along with Bala Chaudhry uh, from uh, DePaul University. And uh, Robert, the 8th annual. Mike, yes. How about that, huh? So, yeah, so first, we, we, I'd like to remind your listening audience... What a, what a great thing it is to see you again behind the microphone in the studio. Thank you. It's it's really uh, it, the world's a better place for it. Well, and, and it's better than the what was it? Not last year, but the year before when I first left the other station, and you and I did a twenty minute interview uh, yes. from my dining room table, and then I erased correct the whole, the whole thing correct, and I had to I had to call him back, and I said uh, Robert. 
Uh, I just erased the interview. Can can we do that again? So I could do a podcast right. when I was just podcasting. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's the, the audience should be reminded of what, what, how great that is. And also what a great supporter you have been for our work. Eight years ago, you invited me on to, to your show in our first MLK weekend, our first Food Justice weekend. And you have been a big part of the success of this program. So. Um, uh, well, it's actually the people who are out there growing and presenting and one of the wonderful things about the social justice and sustainability weekend is how it's grown over the years you're becoming yeah. a re uh, forgive me for saying this a really legitimate uh uh conference yeah. uh each year and it goes on for parts of three days right for three days friday night there is a uh, a service and then a, a keynote address this year by karen layman from fresh uh taste and then Saturday afternoon, we do something which is really unusual, if not unique, which is we do a community design workshop uh, from 4.30 to 6.30, uh, where, and a reception follows that. Uh, and at that community design workshop, we have uh, five uh, really talented growers from the area who demonstrate with audience participation how to lay out a, a in this case this year, a three-and-a-half-acre food forest on the roof of a big box store. Wow. Right. Do, do you have one picked out i mean it's, we, we do because sometimes uh, and i guess you do so uh in the past you have chosen real spaces that Correct. could potentially be really be developed Correct. and and you've put together these programs how often do people take you up on your ideas well i think the the, the goal so much is not to have uh the the design realized as it is to demonstrate to the audience uh key issues in in designing a growing space and also a, an issue, at least one, that is key to that year's focus. So uh, this year the focus is on water, climate change and water. And the idea of designing a food forest for the roof of a big box store is to bring awareness to the audience and to the community that a big box store is actually about, the roof is about three and a half acres. And quick math will tell you that in a Chicago average rain, annual rainfall, I believe if I've done my math right, you're talking about three million or so gallons of water that fall on that roof. Mm -hmm. Those three million gallons of water will really just uh, feed the this, this stormwater system. And that's it. That's or my extent. basement. Or your mm -hmm. basement. And, yeah. Uh, and, did you know the deep tunnel empties into my basement? Yeah. I didn't know if you realized that. <laughs> the public service you're doing for us all, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. And, all right. and, and so that's, so, so the, the focus is, is this year on water and demonstrating just what a resource is being, is, is being wasted uh, by, by not taking so advantage of water. So you're bringing that theme into the workshop. And, and folks, you've got to understand, this workshop is, is in the cafeteria area or gym. Yeah. What, what, right. what is the conference? It's just a, it's just a big, big assembly room. Assembly with room stage. with a stage. And there's a big sheet of paper up on the so, stage. And, yeah, and, so. and you draw on it as the ideas come. And then right. you, you fix it later. And It's quite frenetic, actually. And there's audience <laughs> participation. It's, it's a performance piece. Uh, if you will. And, and then they torch the paper yeah, later, it's, and it's just a piece bonfire. Of you say a big piece of paper, it's 8 feet by 12 feet. Yeah, that's they, a big piece of paper. And, and they'll design in front of this audience. Right, that's the uh, cool part, is that you design, as people say, okay, why don't we try this, and then you draw that in yeah. there. It's it's really cool. And, and, and fantastic arguments uh, uh, come up about about things that, that, in the end, are not all that important, but people get so jazzed up about it in the session that, uh, <laughs> that sides are taken and... It, it does not come to blows, but it's but it gets it gets it gets close. It gets close. Yeah, the nerds and, come out and, and on, do their thing, right? And then on yeah. Sunday we have wonderful presenters such as Bala who come. There are seventeen workshops the entire weekend. There are twenty three different speakers. Twenty three wow. different speakers. The entire weekend is free and open to the public. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, and let's remind people right now, and we'll say it again. Go to uh, kamii.org, or you can find them on Facebook at kamii garden or kamisaiah israel. Yeah, if you go to kamii.org/mlk, yeah. you can see the entire weekend layout. And we ask folks to register not for no reason other than it helps us plan the amount of food that we have on hand because. There is a reception after the design workshop on Saturday where there's food, and then Sunday lunch, all of it complimentary. So we ask folks to register at www.kamii.org slash MLK, and that way we get an idea of how much food to have for you all. Wow. So great speakers on uh, Sunday uh, and a wonderful presentation on Saturday, the workshop, and, of course, 
the you started off on Friday evening. Friday night, yes. Um, so Bala, how are you drawing your? What are you going to talk about in terms of water and soil? Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I focus, like I said, on the organismal side of of soil and how the ecology of soil. My research specializes in mycorrhizal fungi. Mycorrhizal fungi uh, are fungi that live entirely below ground and they form a symbiosis with plants. So all plants on earth live in association with mycorrhizal fungi. And it's generally a beneficial fungus. And and, and let me interrupt you Mm -hmm. for just a second. This is one of those concepts that is relatively new. it's 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 trendy. It's sexy. That's uh, right. Mycorrhizal fungi, but it's important as well. It is very important. The concept is new, but it is it's interesting because the fungi are incredibly ancient. Mm-hmm. They have uh, been associating with plants ever since plants first colonized land. So if you think about plants are all aquatic, and then you know there started to be more land on Earth about 460 you know million years ago. And plants landed on Earth, and all of a sudden they couldn't get to nutrients very easily because the nutrients weren't flowing all around in this aqueous solution. So the plants hooked up with these fungi, and the fungi helped take up nutrients and give them to the plant. And so the fungus is sort of like a nutrient helper. And in exchange, the plant does photosynthesis and gives that food that it makes to the fungus. Mm-hmm. So it's a um, really important symbiosis and probably one of the most common symbioses on Earth. And so I study this relationship between plants and fungi, mycorrhizae, and how it can be utilized to improve the way that we grow food and improve the way that we grow plants in lots of different settings. And where does the water aspect of this come in? The water aspect comes from how plants and these fungi work together to create and build that soil structure that we were talking about. So they bind together and create pores and make the soil more able to uh, purify and, and filter water. Um, another just oh, go ahead. No, no, another go ahead. important part is that the plant the fungi build these huge networks below ground and it's all made of carbon so the fungi are very important for storing carbon below ground and when we can store carbon below ground it's not making trouble in our atmosphere yeah wow and this is what you'll be talking about on yep this is what so. i'll be talking about and ways <laughs> and you know practically speaking you know, for folks from the public that are coming to the presentation, practical ways that you can promote these organisms. So, for example, um, one thing, you know, the first place to start is just like medical doctors. First, do no harm, right? Yeah. So let's not harm the organisms in the soil. And what are the ways that we can incorporate practices that don't harm these organisms? Okay, that's a good place to start. We have just a couple of minutes here, and I want to uh, go through some of the other topics that are going to be discussed there uh, next week, using cover crops to improve soil health, um, native species strategies in the era of climate change, um, water water everywhere, will we have a drop to drink, urban lead contamination and shrinking surface water, cultivating soil microbes, uh, balas uh, talk, Urban farming and gardening in the age of unpredictable weather. Well, we're going to have Rick DeMaio here, and mm-hmm. you talk about unpredictable weather. <laughs> he's, he's the king of unpredictable weather. Climate variability in soils. In fact, that's his favorite phrase, climate variability. He doesn't like the other phrase because you get in trouble saying that. Um, the boys and the bees. You've got uh, Westside Bead Boys. I interviewed them um, a couple of years ago, and they're, they're great. Yes. I, I love what they're doing over there. Yep. Uh, urban agriculture and civic engagement in Chicago. There's a lot of that going on too. It's just, I mean, you're to wrap up. You're you're just one of many organizations doing this kind of thing in Chicago. I mean, I'm I'm really proud of what you guys have done because not only do you grow stuff, you teach people how to grow stuff. And there are other organizations that do that too. But you've done it on a congregational scale, which I really like. Yeah, we've done several things. We've been fortunate in a position to do. To both grow, as as you know, we have <clears throat> our farmers have harvested over twenty two thousand pounds of organic produce in the last eight years, 
And uh, we have been in a position to be able to provide these education advocacy opportunities uh, f free and for the community. And that's really great. Farm, farm and food forest school free uh -huh. and OK weekend free. And that's really uh, one of the great. And it's because of, of, of folks like Bala who are so generous and so gracious that we're able to do this. Well, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, why don't you guys have, just have a seat there, because we're going to go to Carly Person uh, in just a second. But once again, go to kamii.org slash MLK, uh, and you can find all the information. Bala and Robert, thank you for coming to the thank studio you. for the very first show, for our, our in, inaugural show. Our first guest. Uh, it's a real uh, yeah, honor. No kidding. Thanks for having um, us. So yes. let us uh, go to our guest, and I believe, oh, our are we are we breaking already? Oh, good heavens! Well, we'll come right back and we'll talk to our guests uh, coming up. Uh, it's the Mike Novak Show on WCGO fifteen ninety Chicago Smart Talk. We'll be right back. Looking for a housing investment that can pay big dividends? Remodel your kitchen or bathroom. You'll freshen up your home and add value to it too. Trust DR Services Unlimited, 847-998-1687 for all your remodeling needs. Kitchens, bathrooms, master suites, and more. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau and recommended on Angie's List. DR is a proud member of NARI. DR provides exceptional quality at a fair price. Contact DR at 847-998-1687 or at RestoreTheNorthShore.com. Enjoy local food all winter long at Winter Farmers Markets, hosted by 12 different Chicagoland Houses of Worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through March. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. Captain's log, stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. This is your talk. 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. All right, everybody get ready to whistle. Here we go. How about that? Regular Bing Crosby's we are. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show on WCGO 1590 AM. A AM. Yeah, real AM Ooh. radio. Ooh. Uh, broadcasting from Evanston, Illinois, but all over the Chicago area. We're happy to be hearing from folks. Uh, let's go right to the phones and bring in Carly Person. Uh, Carly, good morning. Hello. Good morning. It, it, and is it pronounced Person? It's actually Pearson, Pearson, but it appears that it would be Person. See, you get tripped up. We were talking about that uh, when, when Robert and Bala were walking out of here. It's mm -hmm. like, when you do radio, you never know in advance exactly how somebody pronounces their name. Pearson, okay. And, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And Carly is the Winter Farmers Market Coordinator for Faith in Place. Describe briefly what Faith in Place does. Yes, so we are an environmental justice organization um, working specifically with Houses of Worship to tackle environmental-related issues. Um, we have various program areas, um, and mine happens to be a part of the Sustainable Food and Land Use Program. Aha. Uh -huh. 
And yeah, uh, one of the things that's going on right now are the winter's farm winter farmers markets. And um, I've got a list of them if you go to MikeNovak.net, but you guys can also go to FaithInPlace.org. Uh, and you've got a one opening just tomorrow that's in this neck of the woods. We're broadcasting from Evanston, so nearby uh, you have yeah. a farmer's market. Where is that? Yeah, so it is at North Shore Congregation Israel, um, right on Lake Michigan. Um, so tomorrow we'll, we will be out there um, from 8 a.m. to noon. And um, that and is we'll, in which city? Um, it is in Glencoe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure yeah. people knew that it, where it was exactly. <laughs> On Sheridan yes, Road. Yes, of course. Uh, and, and what kind of market is that going to be? And what, what are your, your winter farmer's markets like? Yeah, so we usually have um, anywhere between 10 to 15-ish vendors at each of our markets. Um, and obviously we prioritize produce. Um, so helping out vendors in the off season, especially those that have um, hoop houses or things of that nature. Also helping out vendors that maybe do some canning in their home or do baked goods or have other operations. So we try to help people find an outlet to sell their products in the wintertime. And and the thing that's tricky about winter markets uh, is that some are open more or less regularly, but others might just do one or two for the season. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So our markets are a little bit different in that we're kind of a traveling um, market. So we organize markets at various houses of worship that partner with Faith in Place to put on these markets. Um, And then we have 16, well, 15 or 16 per season, these one-time markets. So this will be a one-time event um, at North Shore, and this is the inaugural event for them. Ah. So hopefully this will be a continuing uh, partnership with them each season. That's great. And that's tomorrow. And what time is it tomorrow? Tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And uh, you're not going to get exactly the same stuff you get during the summer. There's just no way. Right. But, but you do get mm-hmm. some fresh vegetables and a chance to uh, get other products. You know, there's there's honeys, there's soaps, there's all kinds of different things that show up at these farmer's markets. And it's good to mm-hmm. su- support those vendors and support the farmers. So i got to let yeah. you go, Carly, but uh, I'm going to remind yeah. people, go to faithinplace.org uh, to track down the list. Like we said, there's some of them are irregular. Uh, but you can also go to my website, mikenovak.net, and uh, we've got the farmer's markets list on the homepage. Carly Pearson Wonderful. from... Faith in Place, thank thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me, Mike. All right, have a great Saturday. You too. And now let's move immediately from that phone call to another one. Let's bring in meteorologist Rick Rick DeMaio. Mr. Rick? Yeah, good morning, Mike and uh, Pagan. And it's right, it's pronounced Rick. We thought you'd be coming over on your bicycle this morning, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, had a couple of issues. Got to bring the dog in for a groom. Had a pretty awful sleep last night with a terrible cold. And uh, oh, I no. woke up. Um, yeah, it's all right. I'm, I'm doing fine. And I'll, I'll be over there because it's a short jaunt from where I live over on Maine and Judson. So uh, uh, could consider, consider me a, a, a regular walk-in. How about that? Do you I have like phone-ins? that. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be a walk-in. How about that? That sounds great. And, and if you got a cold, I don't want you here anyway. So there you go. Uh, and we don't have a lot of time today, as you know, so you're not going to... No, no, no. We're not going to... That, that, that's fine. You know, that's but I, I mean, we have a couple of minutes here to... I, I, my big question is, and, and aside yeah. from the big mm-hmm. snowstorm in the south, and we're missing it, where's the snowmageddon that we were supposed to get in Chicago? That's what I want to know. Um, I don't know if there was ever going to be a snowmageddon. Well, you um, didn't, but everybody I, else was talking about it. That's, that's well, the point I, I'm I, making, I, you know? I, I I think the forecast was for more of a near normal snow and or snow season, which we've had. Um, and even though the snow has been primarily uh, to the west of us, to the south of us, a lot of lake effect snow, we had quite a bit in the month of December. Uh, the pattern has certainly gone into a quiet, uh, cold, dry pattern, which typically it does in the upper Midwest this time of the year. Uh, but there's a lot of signals that show that uh, the pattern becomes very active uh, next weekend and into the early part of February. So while we seem to be um, a little bit on the snow reprieve side, uh, be careful what you wish for because the overall <laughs> the overall trend um, is to become very active here 
uh, the last week of December and also in early February. We'll see how that works out, but it certainly is not a quiet pattern, you know, nationwide. No. And as long as it's somewhat active, that activity eventually gets to us, and I think it will. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh, you, and you said the end of January into February is when we will be having a little more uh, activity. Right, right. Right, and if, and if you focus just what's on happening now across the western United States, they've been absolutely pounded uh, with not only snow but also low elevation rains in parts of California, uh, which has been great for them. Uh, this is going to help out with uh, obviously eroding away at their drought, which is ongoing. Uh, the Deep South, a couple of inches of snow fell this morning uh, in the Atlanta area, and it was amazing watching you know, the Weather Channel yesterday, they were actually showing people leaving work early uh, for the impending one to three inches of snow. Uh, <laughs> Snowmageddon? Which, which is hilarious. Yeah. Which, there, there's which, the yeah, Snowmageddon, right. Yeah, there's your Snowmageddon down there, Peg. Um, and it's interesting because here in Chicago, I think people drive around with one to three inches of snow on their car. Um, on their hood and on their roof. I have it yeah, on my hat, okay? I'll have that much on my hat. hat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and this has been a shock to them because they had one of the warmest, driest falls on record. Uh, you remember the oh, right, wild right, fire yeah, yeah, yeah. And Florida had one of their warmest uh, Decembers on record. So uh, this trend from very warm, very dry to very cold and very snowy, uh, again, points towards these, you know, extreme variabilities that we continue to see, not only here in the United States, but also, you know, also globally as well. We just had these record rains come down in parts of Thailand, which is not normal for that time of the year. This time of the year in Thailand is supposed to be warm and dry, uh, and they've had incredibly wet weather. So yeah. there's been some signals that have been showing some of these oddities continuing, uh, which is always the more difficult thing to forecast. It's easy to forecast trends. It's very difficult to forecast you know, extreme ups and okay. downs, and that's pretty Are, much what's ahead. I need about 20-second forecast right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So cold today, uh, not as cold tomorrow. A little bit of rain and some wet snow Monday. Uh, rain in the 40s on Tuesday, and then colder Wednesday, and then maybe some more rain on Thursday. But overall, uh, basically a very pattern, a very busy pattern by the end of the month, Mike. All right. You're going to be on longer next week. You'll be uh, in on in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll give you a lot more time, So, and I hope you come in person. That's- no problem. Take care, guys. All right. Talk to you then. Luck. All right. Take care. That's it for the very first show of the Mike Novak Show on WCGO. I want to thank all of our guests. Don't forget, next week we will be on the full time, 10 to noon. So tune us in, 1590. Until then, go green or go, go home. home. Uh, Stadler? Uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.